a firm believer, probably through my education and my parents and my upbringing, that we are responsible for the lives we create, mm. which is a gift, but also when you understand that point, you don't have anyone to blame. Yeah. So you can't, um, when things go wrong and they do go wrong, you can't shy away from the lesson that you're meant to be learning. I think in this crazy, busy life that we have got ourselves into, the one thing that needs to be a bit more central in our lives, families, communities is care. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Holloway, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way. Hello, you glorious humans. I know it's a little late this week, so please excuse my travel brain. I released the wrong episode, then I didn't have this one ready, but it's here and you'll probably get another very shortly. I pinched myself during most of the CZA chats, but this one in particular felt like a beautiful full circle I never thought was possible. I've been a customer of Endota Spa for so many years now, since as far back as uni, but especially during my legal career when it was my absolute saviour and I could never have dreamed I'd be sitting down with founder Melanie Gleason at Endota HQ for a gas bag. Self-care didn't come as naturally to me back then, but an hour at Indota would bring me back to life, and my monthly Indota visit has endured to this day. It's such a beautiful haven, starting on the Mornington Peninsula when Melanie was just 26 years old, and has now grown it to a multi-million dollar network with over 100 locations and 1,000 staff. It was such a pleasure to hear about Mel's way TA from exchange in Scotland to a career in theatrical hair and makeup before founding what was one of the very first day spas in Melbourne, well before it was trendy. It's also probably one of my favourite play TA chats too, where we discover some mutual quirky interests and spend the rest of the episode in hysterics. Hope you enjoy. Melanie. Thank you so much for having me in this incredible office. Oh my gosh, the very birthplace of Indota. <laughs> thank you, our pleasure. It feels very Indotary. Yes, if that's you. a word. It is a word. It can be a word. Yeah. Super Indotary. Um, I have been such a long time customer. I mean, before the whole podcast journey, but before the business and wellness journey, back when I was mm. a lawyer, like Indota was just my go-to. No matter what city I was in, I could find an Indota, and it would always just be such a beautiful experience. And never dreamed that I'd get to sit down with you so this is so exciting oh thank you <laughs> so I definitely want to explore your the first segment is called your way TA which is just how you got from nil to having this booming amazing beautiful you know one of the first days by businesses that Melbourne had and mm. that's now you know expanded well beyond that but the first question I like to ask everyone is what the most down-to-earth thing is about them because I think it can be a bit intimidating you know you often meet people at the end of the journey where there's lots of stats and crazy, amazing, you know, successes along the way. But what's something that's really normal about you? Um, really normal is that I am normal, I suppose. <laughs> I'm very much um, Melanie, the Melanie you see is the Melanie you get. I'm a working mum who's, you know, trying to be the best I can for all areas of my life. Doing the best I can with, yeah, what we have. So 
That's so cool. Yeah. I think it's funny that people often get access to people who have done really well or who have, you know, built something really big and it just – you almost elevate them onto this podium and expect that when you meet them they're actually going to physically be bigger as well, (laughs) you know, like they've got this presence. But you just forget everyone's a person. Everyone's the same. Yeah. You know, some people like ham on their pizza, some people don't. But, (laughs) um, you know, we all have different likes and dislikes but inherently we are the same. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you're way TA. Now, I obviously want to hear about how Indota started, but I think it's even more interesting to start further back. So all the way back to young Melanie. Yeah. Because I think when you look at what you're like as a child before you have any preconceptions of should or Mm. um, busyness or achievement, you kind of can connect the dots backwards about the things that really light you up. Okay. So what were you like as a child? Oh, um, obviously grew up in Mornington. Yeah, grew up on the Mornington Peninsula. I think I was probably a little bit more reserved than I am now. Really? Um, maybe didn't have the same confidence mm-hmm. that I've learned over the years. Um, I love doing drama and ballet and I went to a really amazing school that I think set me up. Is this the one that had the school camp to a Dalesford ashram? Yes. That is so cool. So I did my first (laughs) yoga retreat when I was in year 10. Wow. And that was one of the electives we could choose to go to an ashram. Yeah, and the school was – look, it's brilliant. I hope that my boys can attend there. And the the school has three rules that are so brilliant because they encompass everything and they're really great guiding principles. Mm. Um, So it's respect for self – respect for others and respect for the environment. The three R's, they're called. So simple, but kind of all-encompassing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I had a lot of great opportunities and experiences and life experiences, which I'm not sure you get at all schools. Mm. Yeah, but I really loved it. So, yeah, pretty lucky. Were you interested in beauty back then? Beauty and spas and wellness, or was that something that kind of came later on? The wellness word didn't. Exist. No, no, it didn't really <laughs> yeah. exist. And no, we I wasn't into beauty as such. It was it was a school in the bush, so we wore tracksuit pants. And it was sort <laughs> of like the grunge era, so everyone was trying to look as scruffy as possible. Um, so at high school, certainly not. But then I think after school, I did love makeup and I loved fashion, and but more makeup through stage and creativity. Mm. The different looks and things you could do yeah so yeah that and the passion probably came from there but then also from the treatments so making people feel different mm. when they were cared for yeah and it was more that was the introduction rather than beauty as as an industry as an outward yeah it was more the the change in people when they had a they had a treatment or an experience mm. that got that, that got me that's so cool. Yeah. So you did actually study theatrical hair and makeup, is that I right? I did. Like you for started a bit. doing yeah. it. And yeah. yeah, I could give you the hair trim if you like. I know, <laughs> yeah. Or make me into like a, a villain with makeup all over my face. I remember I had to, um, for my class that I had to do, I had to get models. And my boyfriend at the time, which is now my husband, Pete, I said to him, Oh, can you please come along to the TAFE course where I did the thing course? And I need to make you up. Anyway, I made him up as Zeus, the god of thunder, <laughs> and he was just sat there. But I, I painted him all blue with like lightning and 
oh my gosh, that's so And good. now I just think, God, he was pretty good to come and do that for me. Because <laughs> wow. Well, you yeah. obviously survived the experience. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Happy marriage afterwards. So, but yeah. yeah. So back then, what would you have thought your career was? Because I think at that stage, you know, it's a really difficult time when you're kind of getting towards finishing school and you're presented with what seems like the only decision you're ever going to make about your career and then, you know, you've got to get it right the first time. And I think mm. you feel that way at the time, even though later obviously it doesn't turn doesn't out that matter. way. But what did you think that you were going to do? What pathway did you think you were setting yourself up for? If I'm being honest, mm. I, I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know. And I didn't even know half of the careers that existed either. Mm. I thought something to do with drama or the arts... But I didn't have a clear path. And, you know, when people say, you need to know what you're going to do. Or you're gonna, and I, <laughs> say, I say to year 12s and students that come in here, you've got so much time really to decide. And mm. then half of my friends that did do courses never ended up in that anyway. So the other thing that happened when I was in year 12, which was a bit around that, which was a bit of a life-changing moment, is I had a friend that passed away and he was only 17, and it was the time we were doing our exams. And I remember sitting in the exams just thinking, why why am I even doing this? Like, Mm. what is, what is it, you know, questioning everything? Mm. So I think at that time coming out of high school, I was a bit, um, not disillusioned, but I didn't have, certainly didn't have any firm ideas of what I might do. Mm. Yeah. I think... That's a resounding feeling for most people at that stage in their life. And one of the things I want to impress on everyone, really at any stage of your life these days, is the non-linear nature Mm. of the best pathways. I mean, some people do, but the vast minority of people just get on one pathway and end up there and stay there and love it. Mm. It's such an unusual thing that we all think that that should happen, even though... Especially now, you're not expected to have a career that lasts no. 10, 12 years. It's no. like a three-year stint and you're That's rolling it, it over and yeah. new jobs that didn't exist are coming out. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. and it's changing so fast. And I think, well, especially for me, until you do something or you experience it, you can't know whether it's for you or not. Exactly. So, yeah, I think there's more, certainly more opportunity now and... It's just so, yeah, like you said, jobs we didn't even think of or have. So Mm. it's an exciting time. But also with that choice and, you know, breadth of choice, it can bring a little bit of overwhelm as well because you're just like, oh, my goodness. Mm. It's like choice paralysis because there's too many. (laughs) Too many many choices. So I think, um, yeah, who knows how it will all pan out. (laughs) (laughs) The children of today. I think that's one of the best pieces of advice you can give is to just embrace that uncertainty rather than feel paralysed by it because it's it's normal. It's it's how you figure out the end game. I'm just saying to my boys, do something that makes you feel good, that makes you happy uh, and whatever you love, give that a crack. Absolutely. Because I think that's the most... I mean, people say it and you think, oh, yeah, that's just a throwaway line. But if you don't love it, you, there's no way you could sustain it. Mm. If I didn't love this, you, 20 years is, is a while. <laughs> it's a long you know? time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to love what you do. So one thing I've noticed already, which I really love because it aligns so much with something that I really value, is how the Endota story started not out of beauty as an external thing mm. or even an interest in that kind of area, but much more about the feeling that you get. Yes. And my favourite quote is, people will never remember what you said or what you did. They'll always remember how you made them feel. Yes. And I think Endota as a brand is something that has 
a smell, a feel. It definitely, you feel transformed when you come out of a treatment and that's kind of why you go there. I mean, that's why you can go anywhere and get that consistent feeling. And I love that, I read that the story kind of, the idea was sparked for you because you were working in a day spa. It was like the George on Collins. Was it? No. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, George was on and Yeah, I was there. And then I worked in a small business in Eltham in Victoria called the R&R oh. Day Spa. That's where I learnt the trade, really. Um, and it was it was there that I really... Well, learnt how to run a small business from yeah. the two local owners. But also being on... I was on reception there. So every day I would see people you know, enter for their appointment and then leave. And it was the physical change that you saw in people as well as the emotional change. You know, Mm. for us at Endota, the hardest thing is consistency within our network and because it is such a personal experience, you and I could have the same therapist. I could absolutely adore the treatment. You may not. So it's something that we're always conscious of, but it's also a very still and private space so Mm. for some of our customers it's the only time that they get to be still and and (laughs) switch off from your phone i'm nodding like yes yes (laughs) that time when you are able to get to that in the scientific world which is called coherence when your mind slows down and your body resets that's when the natural healing can occur. Mm. And the, the reason why I think the wellness industry has exploded is because today we are all running, 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 running. We're in fight and flight. There is very little time that we give ourselves to be still, to bring ourselves back into who we are and to breathe properly and to let that self-regeneration, that that self-healing take place. So we did create, we call them havens or areas where people could feel safe and and calm and that you could get back to that because it's, I mean, we're learning now how important it is, but more so than ever before, you've got to have that stillness and that's where we say it's a felt, it's a felt beauty, it's a felt thing that Mm. changes within you, Mm. yeah. That yeah. is so cool. I yeah. loved, I, just, I think I was, I can't remember what I was reading, but I just loved seeing that it really was you just noticing the difference immediately pre and immediately yeah. post a treatment going, I want to yeah. give that to women. Yeah, and you know, people would, their shoulders would be up here and then after the treatment, yeah. <laughs> you could Structurally different. You were, yes. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, incre- it is incredible what human touch and human care can do for another person yes and I think in this crazy busy life that we have got ourselves into the one thing that needs to be a bit more central in our lives families communities is care yes because it makes a big difference absolutely Mm. well you're doing such an amazing amazing job at bringing that back to the forefront of (laughs) of what we all do and making it accessible for people Mm. to to put that time aside for themselves yeah. in a beautiful way. And not feel, especially for women, not feel guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I definitely want to come back to that too. <laughs> but just taking it back to 
transitioning from that realization to at 26 founding the first Indota. Mm. And that is really interesting to me because I think a lot of people notice things that really spark an idea within themselves, but then they don't necessarily turn it into a booming business. And that's mm. a really that's it sounds easy and in hindsight of course now you have so many salons that mm. it 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 doesn't seem like that's the biggest part. But for me, I think nil to one yeah. is the hardest. Everyone, mm. Everything else after that, kind of you, you kind of know what you're doing. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> within limits. <laughs> Actually still winging it. But, yeah. um, <laughs> well, that's also a huge <laughs> reassurance to know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, look, from, from nothing to one, uh, there were a lot of factors. Um, being 26 was one of them. Not having really any responsibility was a good thing at the time. Yeah. So I think there was a certain amount of naivety that came with that. I think partly the school that I had been to, my life experience after school and the family that I was brought up in meant that I didn't feel afraid to give something a go because I felt confident in that safe place that if it didn't go right, you know, there was always backup. Um <laughs> But Helen, Helen Rob Lacey, who is actually our national trainer now, she was a catalyst for it because I'd been talking about it a lot. And then one day she just said to me, Melanie, it's time. <laughs> Stop, Stop talking. talking about it. <laughs> Stop talking. Let's go. And so, yeah, I think that little push in the right direction also helped but oh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny a lot of people say that the naivety is almost one of the key ingredients because if you overthink it too much and you know the risks you're much more scared so you kind of need to rip the band-aid before you know anything about it That's exactly right <laughs> yeah yeah and I read that you started it with a $5,000 credit card. Yes. How does one, <laughs> How does one? manage yeah. to open a whole, you know, day spa with yeah. that? I mean, how did you well, find... Well, they d- it didn't look like they do now. Okay, yes. Yeah, so do you point have one. any photos of the original Ooh, ones? I would somewhere. What I'll was the look. logo like? It was the same logo. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so the logo, this is a good story. So um, <laughs> a friend of mine, Tash, she ended up being a graphic designer for about 10 years and now she's got her own business and she does a beautiful bridal magazine and business called Toast, which is really big on the Mornington Peninsula. Oh. So Tash had had a treatment and she was walking down the hallway and she had a beautiful necklace on it and I said, Tash, what's your necklace? And she said, oh, it's a malachite stone. She said, I'm wearing it because I've just broken up with my boyfriend and it helps with emotional healing. And I said, oh, my God, I love it. Anyway, when she um, said she would help us design the logo, that's where she took the shape shape from, the malachite stone. No way. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I love that it hasn't changed as well the whole time. Hasn't changed. The little, yeah. It's so beautiful. And there's something really earthy about it. Mm. I love it. Bit, well, yeah, the green. The anyway, so that was that story. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten your question. So oh, it was just what are the literal first steps oh, first to steps, opening yeah. it from going, I have no business to like how did you find a location? Yeah. How did you find builders? All the regulatory stuff around, you know, even down to sort of public liability insurance yeah. and also creating the treatments, like the consistency yes. of treatments and how did you experiment with 
doing facials or massage? Like, yeah. how big was the offering when you first opened? So it was it was a similar offering to what we have now. Wow, the base offering. So the part that we call relax. We've yeah. we've moved more into results, but. Look, networking events were a really big thing. That's how we got the brand out there. Mm -hmm. We attended every networking event from here to Melbourne. Um, (laughs) And that was a chance for us to eat as well because they often provided food at those networking events. And we (laughs) saved some money. (laughs) When you only had a $5,000 credit card, you had to (laughs) spend your money wisely. So there was that. I had a lot of help from friends and family. Mm. And the doing of business 20 years ago was less restrictive than it is now. Mm. So that played a part. But also, um, in the beginning, it was a lot about education. So I have mentioned this story a few times before, but it's true. And we nearly didn't get off the ground because we had to write a permit, uh, apply for a permit. And on the sign, I wrote, we do massage, facials, body treatments. And we had um, a lot of objections from the local community because... People hadn't heard of a day spa and they <laughs> thought we were going to be a brothel. Right. So, you know, which was shocking to us. But so we had to go and educate. We didn't have to, but when you don't take no for an answer. So we went and visited all the people that... Had made the objections. Yes, and said, actually, this, this is what it is. I've worked in one before. I want to bring it to the peninsula. Um, so it was a real education process. So oh my gosh. That was for a lot of years. Yeah, I, because, you know, now you've got Instagram. Now you've got people Instagramming the beautiful smoothies. <laughs> but back then there was, it was, there was nothing and there was no, there was no real industry. Yeah. Um, well, that's something I admire even more is that not that it's easy now, but I think it's, there are a lot more tools to oh. use to get a business from nil to yeah. something, which is Absolutely. why I'm sort of fascinated to ask yeah. people whose businesses started before it. Yeah. How, like, how do you tell people well, about it? it's all word of mouth. Yeah. And, but to be honest, in our industry, in the experience feeling industry, uh, it still is word of mouth. Yes. You know, whether, whether it's word of mouth via social media to get you to a larger audience, yeah. it, but it's still referral from a girlfriend or your mum or someone who's had an experience. Mm. It's still a referral from our therapists in spa to their clients. Yes. But in the beginning, we would, you know, just walk around the streets handing out Letterbox, letterbox drops. We did those all the time. What are those? <laughs> Print a piece of paper yeah. and pop it in someone's letterbox. Millennials are like, oh, what are letterboxes? A letterbox drop. Yeah. yeah, so we used to do, we got fit because we walked a lot and um, and that's how people knew about us. And wow. Print media. You know? oh, oh, yellow pages. <laughs> yellow pages. <laughs> Yeah, Did yeah. You, you make me feel old, but yeah. Oh, not at all. <laughs> I was around for yellow pages. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, networking events. You know, belonging to tourism events, chamber wow. of commerce. Yeah. Also, meanwhile, Melanie says I make her feel old. She is a walking <laughs> example of Indota. She literally has glowing skin. Oh, you. you look like a thirty-year-old. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Thank you. I actually had a laser genesis treatment oh. yesterday at our Doncaster Indota, so I am oh. feeling quite. Glowy, lucky you didn't come in last week. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So we did the hard yards. That's for sure. We did. I feel like I was saying to someone the other day. I feel like I've done everything the hard way. Yes. Which I'm not. It's not a regret. Mm. But I, we started manufacturing organic 
formulated skincare before really there were any organic manufacturers. You know, we... <laughs> we <laughs> Let's we, choose a challenge. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we entered the training school market when everybody else was getting out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we work in a service industry, which is... It's really hard to run these businesses because they're so labour intensive. So, yes. But we know that it's the service that sets us apart. So, And people see us as a massive national organisation. Well, we are small businesses. Mm. We are a group of small business owners that have banded together to try and have a bigger impact. So, you know, often the way you're seen and then what's actually happening is entirely different. So for oh. me... I do feel like we've done the hard yards. We we don't we haven't exported overseas until this year. Really? Yes. Yeah, so we did that also last. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've set up really good, strong foundations and a trusted brand yeah. over the last twenty years, which is really important. But we have certainly done things the hard way. <laughs> yeah. But I almost think that that's probably why you're still around twenty years later, is because yeah, you. Maybe didn't yeah. take shortcuts you no. learn everything through experience yeah and it's really hard to pivot in a world that has moved as fast as it has in the last 20 years I don't think there's been a faster two decades no. ever yeah. for a business to exist at all let alone to continue growing and thriving mm. and adapting with you know your own product range mm. with then franchise models and with exporting and mm. like that's it's quite extraordinary I mean congratulations Thank you. <laughs> and you probably don't feel it because no, it's you I who don't. did it yeah but and we're in it yeah we're still we're doing it every day we're yeah we're turning up and we're do- someone said to me the other day what's the hardest thing you've done I said I think just turning up yeah. day after day just showering <laughs> getting, getting up getting there <laughs> yeah <laughs> So you've literally (laughs) gone from this 26-year-old with one day spa to it's a multi-million dollar network now with over 100 locations and 1,000 staff. I mean, Mm. it's just – I know it doesn't seem to you probably, but it's like a monster, which is amazing. Thank you. How has your role shifted from that first day spa to then growing it to, you know, a couple to then growing it to hundreds and keeping – the brand integrity and message through lots of different staff and touch Mm. points? Mm. Big question. One of the things that I feel with the growth of the business is just a huge sense of responsibility. Yes. And I think that's an amazing thing to be able to experience but also a terrifying thing to be able to experience. So I am a firm believer probably through my education and my parents and my upbringing that we are responsible for the lives we create Mm. which is a gift but also when you understand that point you don't have anyone to blame yeah so you can't um when things go wrong and they do go wrong you can't shy away from the lesson that you're meant to be learning so as the business has grown my level of responsibility has certainly increased i feel responsible for our customers and our business owners and our therapists and I think with that level of responsibility if you don't have firm val I'm going to call them values but if you don't have firm thoughts or practices that you live by it Mm. would be harder and I think the along the path where I've gone off track is when I have listened to people who don't share the same values as me Or when I have invited people that don't share the same values into the business, that's when it's gone off track. Yes. Now, 
the other thing I think that I've learnt along the way, like if people don't share the same values, that's cool. But having that understanding in the beginning is important. Mm. And I think the other thing that I've really learnt with all the growth and the change is I, I would, I'm more grey now than I used to be. When I was younger, I very much thought more yeah. so in black and white. I'm like, you don't look very grey. No, to sorry, me. not. I mean, I've got, <laughs> I have got some grey, but no, in the in I was the, like, oh, just tired yeah. and grey, <laughs> bit dull. No, no, not that. <laughs> no, the the black and whiteness of life. Yes. I'm, I'm much more grey now because I see people and I see actions and then you look beyond those actions and you can understand that was driven by that because that's going on in mm. their world. I didn't know about, you know. Everything's multidimensional. Everything is multidimensional. Everybody's got shit going on. Mm. Everybody's dealing with life, with death, with children, with sick parents. With We are all working our way through this magical life experience that sometimes throws us very big challenges. Mm. And then we're also working and building a business that can support other people. So mm. I am I think I'm more forgiving now than I used to be and I'm certainly far less judgmental yes. than I used to be. Yeah. So the business has taught me so much, um, which I'm so grateful for. And, uh, but that's all of those feelings are still why we, we don't often stop and reflect oh, we've done this, we've done this, we're just in it. We're just in it and we're doing and we're focused and we're, mm. we're still going and moving and... I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, very insightful and, yeah. and deep realisations, I think, that you almost don't get that kind of deep reflection unless you're working with people yeah, all the time. All but the it time. helps all your relationships to have those learnings. Yeah. But even just on a self level, did you ever do the treatments yourself and then as the business has grown, are you a CEO? Are you the CEO yeah. now? Yeah, And in the whole transition of all the different roles I'm sure you've played yes. as the scale-up has happened, how have you upskilled? Because I think that's something as well that business owners grapple with when they go from a small business, mm. just founder, yes. accountant, blah, blah, blah. They play all the roles and then one day you, you can't grow unless you kind of relinquish some of those true. and get better at some of those. Yeah. So how has that played how out that for played you? Out? Okay, so um, <laughs> in the very, very beginning, before I started in Dota, I did do treatments. Mm -hmm. I've been trained by Jolique and Estee Lauder and a few cosmetic brands, but I had never trained as a beauty therapist. Oh, okay. So um, actually I'm doing a course at the end of September. Um, <laughs> And I'm learning Lomi Lomi massage. No Hawaii way, yes. the Hawaiian one. <laughs> because I really have a deep feeling to get back and be tactile. Yeah, which which is crazy. Anyway, that's amazing what I'm doing for my though. birthday present. Anyway, so did do treatments, but when we started in Dota, no, we um, employed qualified professionals right Straight from the get go. Away. Yeah, because it's so important that that experience was right. My role from the beginning it was very much about. Um, talking about the brand, educating people, but you do do everything. You do the bookkeeping, you do the pays, you um, – oh, God, I've painted spas, I've been on reception. <laughs> you know, I wrote the manual to, that guides us still today how we run a spa. Yeah, the, every single touch point I have done except the actual doing of the treatments in the endoda treatment rooms. Mm -hmm. I've done lots of foot baths, millions of foot baths, because we <laughs> used to go to a lot of networking <laughs> events and do yeah. foot baths on people. Um, everyone does the hard yards. Yeah, everyone does <laughs> them. Everyone does them. And you have to, because that's Absolutely. how you understand what you're doing. Um, and then, yes, as you grow and the business grows, I, 
I've always surrounded myself with people that are great at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have some of the first employees that work with us still, which that is amazing. That is incredible. Um, but I've had to, yeah, hire m- more experts in their field. I've got an amazing um, senior leadership team. But I've had to look. We're still very hands-on here. More so, we're not certainly not a corporate. What you would see mm. as a corporate organisational structure. So that we're probably all doing more of the doing, but it's in different areas. So, mm. but my day is still really varied. Mm. So I could be looking over a lease, doing a podcast, in with product development, trialing a product, looking at new machinery. Getting ready could for conference. Anything. We've got conference <laughs> next week. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. So you just, I'm still, whatever is required. Yeah. Is <laughs> You're the still title, the everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but I've just got more everybody's doing more stuff, which yeah. allows us to do more. So <laughs> totally. I don't know if we're n- normal or corporate in that sort of respect. We mm. haven't, we've got a board now and I feel a little bit Ooh, more grown up. Fancy. But um, yeah, very fancy. But I think still, we're still just in it doing it yeah 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 that's really interesting because I think one thing that people ask often is in a non-corporate structure your Mm. mentors aren't immediately obvious you kind of have to go and find people Mm. you know in when I was a lawyer I had my hierarchy of Mm. experience was so obvious so if I had a question it was just clear who I went to and they had to teach me yeah whereas when you're in your own business it's like there's no teacher there's Mm, no supervisor like how do you learn the new stuff and it's very hands-on I think it's just asking whoever at any time that's exactly and I've had so people say do you have a mentor I've had so many people that I could call mentors yeah so many people I do ask a lot of questions so but whoever I've asked they have been so generous with their time Mm. Um, and people are really quite happy to give you their shared experience Mm. and their so, yeah, I've had heaps of mentors. I've learnt along the way. I am still learning along the way. Mm. And um, now I have a board. There, I've got a group of amazing people that I can go to to seek advice and guidance. Mm. But a lot of it comes from our therapists and our business owners, you know. So it comes from everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, everybody that you meet. Definitely. Yeah. I think that I think one of the things that people get caught up in is searching for a mentor. Like mm. they, they want this idea of a safe person who's their security blanket for everything Mm. but firstly no one's got enough time to be that for you unless you're paying them but also you kind of learn bits from everyone it's more Mm. like you have a mentor in each category and you go to each person for each different Different thing thing. but I think look even if you are paying them this is what I've learned it's yourself totally you have to mm. find the answers yourself. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Which is unfortunate, really. It is a look. It's a, it's a journey. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm like, damn it. Damn it. Where's the silver? Lo-? Yeah. No, I, don't, I mean, there's loads of magic, but there's not a certain script to follow, you know. What about the... So, over the course of a 20-year business, I'm sure it's happened many times where you kind of plateau and then you realise... I've got to do something new. Mm. Uh, how, like with bringing out the Indota branded products, that's yes. a huge undertaking to yes. expand from having physical day spas to having product, and mm. then you want them organic, and then this mm-hmm. wasn't this was before the organic boom. Yeah. When do you know that it's time for something new in a business, mm. and when is it okay to just focus on what you've got? Yeah. So for us, we with the product, so the product range in particular, 
So we've got a couple of different ranges now. We've got the organic range, we've got mother and baby, and now we have new age. So New age is awesome. Yeah, so good. Uh, and our recovery range. So we've got quite a few different ranges, but they were driven really by our therapists. So our therapist oh. saying to us, this is what our clients are asking for. This is where what we're seeing around us. And then we'd be like, okay, well, what sort of products do you think we need? We test and trial them. So the product, I, I think we've had pro- Endota product for about 15 years. Oh, yeah. so it's been since very early. Very okay. early, but we've never, um, we haven't really talked about it a lot. So we've just, we've used it in our treatments and retailed it, you know, when people come into spa. So we're certainly building the awareness around our product range. Mm-hmm. Um, and we developed the product range, not so that it looked good on Instagram, but so the ingredients in it were something that our therapists could be proud of and could trust Mm. that they were using in their treatments. Mm. So it has been, again, a harder road. We've had to work with... We didn't have to. We wanted to work with chemists and scientists. We've done clinical trials on our product. All of those things cost time and money, but Mm. they're important for us because we're saying to our therapists... Trust us. Know what's we know what's going in the product, so they can feel confident in what they're recommending to their clients mm. and what they're using. Then, as far as the actual treatment evolution, we've gone from what we call a, a purely relax um, sort of feeling um, treatment base to adding to that, and that's been driven by our therapists and also changes in um, the wellness industry. So. Now we move into results. So mm. we have hydromicrodermabrasion, we have LED, we've got laser genesis in some of our spas and we're trying out always different machinery. So we, Indota now is a place where people can come, they can still feel good, um, but they're getting that results treatment well. that they want as well. So it's been a really nice blend for us of both of those things. Mm. So we will look more into the... Um, um, results treatment space as we move forward yeah. and then as far as oh gosh opening up a training you know an RTO training school we've now got three campuses one in really Melbourne. yeah we've got Melbourne Canberra and a satellite campus in New South Wales amazing yeah, I so didn't know that yeah we had about 120 therapists graduate last wow. year Australia-wide um, and they work in our network now it's not all of them some have gone to other spas of people we know and we've recommended them but yeah so we started that so that was a big thing but we did that because there was a real need we wanted the level of training it Mm -hmm. was so diverse and we were getting a lot of um, girls and guys coming to us with different levels of experience Mm -hmm. so we wanted to endoterize them and get them (laughs) yeah up to that level so we did that and um, so it's kind of a yeah. uh, just a needs based yes. responding to when yep. you've identified that yep. something's a bit sticky yep. and yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then always looking, you know, globally what's happening. We in the market go to the spa, um, spa and wellness conferences and things like that. But yeah, I love how research for you is just go and get yeah, so spa great. treatments. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Spa treatments, but also. Um, a lot of spirituality and I think yes. now we're allowed to talk about we've always talked about it at Endota we were yeah. doing meditations just because it was the way we lived mm. um, now we can talk about it more yeah. and we can blend I really believe you can 
blend not not religion but spirituality in your business practices for the benefit of um, everybody absolutely yep. you guys do that really really well thank you so last question before we move on to the next section which is kind of a big one but it's one of my favorites at what point along the way did you feel successful and or do you even has have you hit that yet and what does it mean to you okay so if if you say mel are you successful in your life I would say, yes, I am because I live a purpose, mm. purposeful, purpose-led life and I'm surrounded by love and a healthy family and I feel very supported and grateful for everything that we have and being able to live on the peninsula. Mm-hmm. So that is success to me. In pure terms of running a business and what people perceive that to be a success, um, No, I'm still in it. I've still got plans Mm. and goals and they're forever evolving and changing. So am I there, wherever there is? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm still learning and growing and... Yeah. But I think a business, rather than it, it, it and Dota has allowed me to be creative. Yeah. So I've been able to, and not everything's work that we've ever done, God, you know. (laughs) But things that we've created, you you get to create and Mm. and innovate and try new things. And so to be able to do that within where you work is pretty exciting because... uh, I don't have time to do art classes outside. So, yeah. I, you <laughs> yeah, know, like... Just bring I, it all yeah, together. Yeah, bring it all here. So, <laughs> we're working with another amazing lady on the peninsula and she makes her own candles and she hand pours <gasps> them and she works with crystals. So, we're doing a collaboration with her. You know, we've been able to get creative mm. within the business. So, um, I feel very grateful for the life I'm living, but success in the terms of, you know, how people saw it in the 80s, mm. no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's interesting yeah. that you answer it that way because I think our perception of the word success is a perception thing. Yeah. It's how everyone perceives it, which is why I don't usually ask that question. Mm. And the whole idea of the podcast has been to kind of separate our identities from success and yeah. achievement. But it's always still interesting to think, to ask if people hit a particular time and then mm. when, okay, and what, what that's attached yeah. to. I've had exciting times. Like I remember being in David Jones and... Um, seeing someone that I didn't know and wasn't a friend of mum's, you know, actually go and pick up the <laughs> yeah. product and purchase it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's exciting. Someone's that's actually a stranger. Buying. Oh, my God, somebody's not <laughs> yeah. supporting us. So, I mean, there have been lots of exciting times like that. But I think also I'm very aware that what you have one day, you may not have the next. Absolutely. You know, whether that be your health, your family. I've had enough life experience to know that things can be taken in an instant so Mm. you really have to just I know it sounds corny but value and just give thanks for what we have because Mm. I also think mm. if you think of success as a destination like a milestone Mm. that you're one day going to reach you kind of never are happy because you never get there whereas if you think of it as a a feeling like we're always coming back to those feelings the things that you're able to do in your day then you're going to enjoy every minute of it. Like it's just why waste time not enjoying what you've created? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So the yes. next section Ooh. is, and you just kind of touched on this with the things that didn't go well, is an ATA, which is all of the things that get in the way of your joy or your fulfilment, or, you know, along the way, which are not bad things. I think they, everything happens for a reason and they all form part of the journey. But what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced along the way, whether it be like self-doubt or burnout oh, yeah. or financial you know, well, funding certainly a business financial and, in the beginning yeah you know I remember 
just crying, thinking, oh, my God, where am I going to get money to pay the wages? Mm. Yeah, really hard mm. stuff. Have I had self-doubt? Yes. Um, still. Mm. If I, you know, you have it about different things. Can I, oh, God, can I do this? Do mm. I want this much responsibility? But I think that's one of the greatest learnings you you realise that you can if you just give it a go. Mm. So, oh, God, well, oh, there would have been so many things. Doing business has gotten harder. So it's harder for our franchisees. It's harder. It's more costly to run businesses now than it was. Mm. Um, we've got a more competitive marketplace. Um, we've there got were four day spas in that's exactly Melbourne when right. you started. <laughs> yeah. We've got, I mean, it's a global marketplace now yeah. if you look at skincare. Yeah. So that's huge. You know, that is massive to try mm. and compete with what we call multinational brands like your Lauders and your... I mean, we, we don't have that type of budget. Mm. So we s- there are still challenges all the time that we're facing. When I say we've done things the harder way, we manufacture all our products in Australia. You know, that's, wow. that's not easy. No, that's anyone who doesn't know the manufacturing space, <laughs> that's extraordinary. Yeah, so there are certainly ways we could be more profitable, but mm. you have to balance that out with, well, I do because it's how I live. You have to balance your values with the sustainability mm. and then the profitability. I, I, I was doing a talk once and a lady asked me a question. She said, oh, why are your services so expensive? And I was like, oh, my God, a bit taken <laughs> <Really>? aback. <laughs> um, anyway, and I said, well, I thought about it and I said, because we, we, we run this business in Australia, first of all, we have amazing qualified team members mm. and we manufacture everything in Australia mm. and that comes at a cost. Mm. And we're a business predominantly built on women, working mums, mm. you know. So we've got lots going on in our lives and to be able to balance all that and contribute the output that this business does is when I look at things like that, I think sugar that's huge mm. and when I see the amount of people we employ and the wages we pay and I think wow as a network <laughs> you know amazing. and our business owners they've got other businesses as well then some own a couple of endoters or some have other businesses so mm. it's everybody is doing you know the best that they can but um it's hard yeah it is I mean it's not hard like we've got to Go out and find our own food hard. Yeah, it's, it's not diff- hard it's, No, it's, it's not just hard difficult. It's just challenging. You know, it's challenging. And sometimes mm. if you've had a bad, I'm thinking, oh, God, do I need this? It's really hard. <laughs> I just hard. want a job I just, you know, and a I just boss. Wanna, yeah, tell me I what to do. <laughs> but then it comes with that, what we talked about before, the responsibility and the freedom you get when you are responsible for your own life. And when you understand there's no one else to blame, there becomes such an opening and a freedom with that that... Mm. I could, I would find it difficult to run my life now that I've had that freedom mm. without it. You couldn't so. curtail yourself. No, I really couldn't. I certainly couldn't go. No, I'd be like, no one would have me. They'd yeah. be like, you young friend, <laughs> crazy woman. You are way too crazy and raw. No. Um, what about you know? We're talking about success before. I think there's. I always has been, but particularly now that everyone else's lives are so visible and the digital world allows a frenetic speed to be possible, mm. do you find that you get caught up in the productivity conveyor belt? Like, a, I need to be connected and I need to be no. achieving. Oh, my God. No. You're like the first person who said that. That's amazing. I, I'm not on social media personally. Extraordinary. Amazing. Partly, I think, because well, it took us so long to get on it with the business, to be honest. Um, so we have an Endota account, mm. but I, I'm not on it. My husband's not on it. My kids aren't on it. I just don't. How liberating. 
Yeah, I don't... I don't even mean just social media, though, even just on your emails. Like, do you get yeah. this sense of, like... Like, being a working mum, do you find that, that sometimes you're, like, drawn towards work and, like, achieving and delivering there, but then you also have mum guilt that you're not with your kids enough or do mm. you find that balance easier to manage? That balance... It's not a balance. I hate balance. I hate yeah, I know. It's, um, I, I agree. It's not a binary thing. It's... Um, so I had to learn that and the mother guilt, well, first of all, I just realised that I'm not amazing at everything, right? So I can only do what I can do. Yeah. The mother guilt for me, I, I so what hap- my husband about three years ago said that he would become a full-time home dad. So he, legend. yeah, legend, because that is the hardest job, right? Yes. And he, that's been a big change within our family because he's had to, change and yeah. we've had to change anyway I've got two little boys so mother guilt right I didn't understand so before Pete was at home helping me you, you leave to go to work but your half of your brain is still thinking about the kids what have, what have they what's in their lunchbox what am I going to get out of the freezer for tea what am I going to cook for tea what after school activities have they got how many forms have I got to sign blah 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 right so half your head is always on that and then your other half if you're lucky might be on work this is women generally mm. but Men as, can be for men as well. So the guilt comes, for, for me it did, because I had no space in my brain to focus on me, right? Yeah. Now that Pete's helping me and we are a true partnership, I can walk out of the house and... Have brain space. Have brain space. <gasps> I don't know where the boys are tonight. Pete will know. He will reply to the party invites. I mean, that... It's like you were doing two full-time jobs before. Yeah. Now I've got a partner that actually helps me. I've got more time. <laughs> so I he's understand. A, he's awesome. I mean, that's, awesome. All, that's great. And I understand what a lot of, I say men, but a lot of men have had the luxury of having, mm. which is an amazing wife at home, doing that other full-time job. Mm. Whereas women are, a lot of women are still doing both, both. full-time jobs. And that's why we're so exhausted. Mm. So I, it's... And, but those, those transitions have not been easy. And I, but until I did them, I didn't know. So I think when we talk about equality and how can that change, it can only, really, it can only really change when you step into the other person's shoes. So Pete now understands what it's like at home <laughs> what raising you were trying children, to do. what yeah. I was trying to do. Yeah. And I understand more what it was like for him. And so we, we've got a real understanding that we didn't have before, so you're kinder to each other because of that. Mm. And you help each other more. Mm. I don't know how women... I don't know how they do it. Mm. It is far too difficult to try and do everything. Yeah. My mum says even, I don't think women have made it easier for themselves. If no. you don't <laughs> have a partner or a, whatever your partner is, if you don't have them helping and sharing the load... Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like how do you even get up in the morning? That's exactly right. <laughs> well, you don't have social media to worry about. No, it probably helps a lot. I have no time and I don't watch <laughs> – yeah. I rarely watch television. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that leads really nicely to the okay. last section, which is called Play TA. Right. And this is the first time in ages, actually, that I've left enough time for this section because I always get carried away, but I really wanted to ask you about this because I think Indota kind of plays into that whole idea of finding an identity that is separate from our output – from mm. our work and our vocation and our skills and all the things we're good at and all our achievements and then even being a mum like that's mm. a role in itself yes, it and is. I think that most people come to this section if, if they were just doing an analysis on their own life and be like there's nothing left over there is no, no. play there's no oh. inner child there's no fun n- yeah fun 
and there's no fun separate to it's fun to learn and achieve for some people like as mm. an a type i find learning really fun but it's yeah. not relaxing mm. and it's not separate to my productive self mm. so it's taken me years and years to rebuild a part of my identity that's not related to anything else yeah right do you have that yeah good yeah <laughs> what do you do with oh, that what do time I do? yeah oh, I do so much so I do yoga regularly I do um guided meditations but I've got a group of ladies they're in their like 60s upwards 60s 70s 80s and I meet with them um once a month mm-hmm. and um they are mediums Wow. And we sit and do a guided meditation and then they channel uh, information from the Ascended Masters. <laughs> that's so <laughs> intense. So that's unreal. <laughs> I love those. Um, I'm learning a lot about different spiritual traditions, which I love. So I've been – oh, the, the TV that I have been watching a little bit is a lot on um, the Egyptian culture. And oh, we're yes. going to Egypt for our honeymoon. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're like, what's super different and yeah. super just a Amazing. deep experience. Yes. Yeah. What could expand your mind more than Egypt? Nothing. Mm, I'm so See? excited. Yeah. Egyptian mythology well, is well, fascinating. I know, the t- stories I read to my boys at night are Greek mythology as well. But really? I've got to tell you the show that I'll find it later what I've been watching because what they – so I think it's called Ley Lines. So most of the old sacred sites – were built on these energy lines that pass through through the earth. Mm. So for me, your we, face we, has oh, just lit up completely. Yeah, this is amazing <laughs> because our ancient ancestors and in certainly our indigenous communities, mm. they had so much knowledge of the energy and the spirit, mm. right, that we have lost or forgotten completely. So for me, when I sit with my old my ladies, my la- my old gals, or I learn <laughs> about these spirit wisdom traditions, oh, I find that so fascinating. And if you, if I'm not at work, you will find me doing a course on witchcraft or pagans or um, oh god, anything. Yeah, you know, anything ancient, dream time. That's where you'll find me. That so I very so much have great. that beyond being a mum and then work yeah that's that's my thing oh my gosh yeah. I love it so yeah. much because it's just it like do you're just confirming my theory that the people who are achieving what externally looks like the greatest heights of success mm. are the ones who firstly don't measure it that way mm. but secondly allow themselves to have something else yeah. that is how they keep fresh that's how they keep motivated and energized is they have a bit of themselves that's just for themselves mm. that has no i mean you don't need witchcraft for Dota. no but it's just like i think interesting. that's so interesting yeah. so just for the sake of learning because about you know it what i'm they gonna were? read they were just wise women yeah they were healers and midwives Mm. that's what they got called I that mean today so cool so cool oh, so much I'm learning and I love it see mine is crime Ooh. crime and oh and half the girls out here yes yeah. to those podcasts <laughs> yes, yes I love them crime and very much from like an anthropological mm. um as to I the love why? how the brain the mind, yeah. yeah, like how the brain could ever mm. deteriorate to psychopathy. Like yeah. that kind of stuff. Just yeah. I would have done like sociology forensic. or anthropology yeah. or, something, or something forensic. Yeah. Like I, I, yes. it interests me so much. And then similarly, wartime mm-hmm. and um, what was the other one that's kind of – oh, um, spies, like deep yes. KGB yes. defection kind of thing. That yeah. I'm like, how? The brain's how? capacity – fascinates me but that has I just read nothing um, to do with my work like what is it the tattooist of 
Auschwitz. So good. So good. I bought that at, um, at an airport and I finished it before we took off. Yeah. Like pretty much I was so like... Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love that you have, have something. Have you been to um, Anne Frank's? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, what? Like I that mean, stuff just... How do you survive? I mean, I see can't. what we're doing today? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy to show Re- up. Relaxation, really. You know, <laughs> yeah. Really. The capacity the, yes. the human mind, heart to withstand. Yes. And that, like, yeah. you know, we've done a lot of... Um, We've done a lot of conventional travel, but we also, Nick is the same as me, we're like junkies for mind expansion, like things that just stretch the every brain cell, like Jerusalem and Jordan and, and then Africa and like the, we've been nearly to the Congo, like all those things yeah, that unreal. just make your brain like, oh my God, I can't even understand stuff. But you come back and you're like, I'm such a fuller human because I've like stretched, you know, in all directions. It's so exciting. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk for hours. We literally nerd out for hours on stuff that has nothing to do with anything, but it's just interesting. No, but it does have everything to do with everything. But I think people get very bogged down in what is immediately necessary for my job or my work, and anything else is, like, kind of, you know, peripheral. Whereas I'm like, no, that's the stuff yeah. that makes you interesting and interested. And when you learn that stuff, like for me, so I'm when I'm learning about all these ancient wisdom traditions, mm. I'm lucky that we've got in Dota because we can feed some of that feeling energy mm. through the business. Yeah. So like, um, oh, the Essenes were an ancient people that lived and wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls. <gasps> and they were healers. I mean... <laughs> we're just <laughs> like... <laughs> And they used to call their um, their tribe or their people therapists. <gasps> oh, my God, when I found that. I've got to get myself there. I need to read the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> so I get really excited about this stuff and I turn around to, like, tell people and they're like, I don't understand. Like, what, why are you it. so excited? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. in between all of that, what about looking after you? So... I mean, one of the ironies, I think, of starting businesses that are service-based businesses for other people's well-being is that yours can kind of get a little bit lost in the process along the way. Mm. How do you now – I mean, I walked past your desk and you were have, you had a stand-up desk. Yes. Like, what are the things that you do for yourself? Food, exercise, yeah. how much sleep do you get? Yeah. Um, okay, so sleep, probably about six or seven hours. Oh, yeah. Sometimes my babes come in for yeah. cuddle. Oh, cute. <laughs> how old are they? Uh, Jimmy's six and <gasps> Fergus is ten. Oh, Mm. Sweet, yeah, little boys, my bubbers. But we do it look, because of the because of the workforce that we have. Uh, majority of women, and we've all got a lot of stuff on. I, we bring in a lot of things here. So yesterday we had, um, oh, Katie Underwood. She's amazing. She used to be oh. in a pop band, but now she. I was going to say, yeah. was she in um, pop stars? Yeah, she, I don't know what it was, but or she Bardo. Now, yeah, maybe Bardo. Yeah. But yesterday, so now she does sound healing. <gasps> and Shut no, up. and she came here for the whole day yesterday. We had a strategy session in the morning, and then we had the most amazing sound healing. I and love she played. Sound she was just like sat playing all day here, just in the office. Yeah, just came in, and then we did the sound healing in here. Oh so, my gosh! And then today we've got facials happening in the yoga room. <gasps> so we've got 
have tarot card readers come in. Oh my we God, have this is the best job ever. <laughs> Can I work here? <laughs> like, just hire me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we do do those things in here because uh, you don't get a lot of time outside to mm. do those things. So we bring a lot of that in. Oh. Yeah. I love yes, how so. you're just like everything that you need in your life, you just bring into your yes. space. So it's, bring it in. it's easier for everyone. That's it. That's, that's so good. Yep. All right. Second last question. What are three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in conversation? Mm. Or in interviews. Well, might, they might come up in conversation. With my ladies. My oh, yeah. That's a great one. Um, that's what, very what? Okinawa of you. It really Is reminds that? me of the Blue Zones. Where people, so they're the five areas of the oh, world the where people live. Yes. yes. And one of the things they do is they just have social groups mm. where people between, I think it's like any time from like 70 to 90, yep. where they would normally just retreat kind of from society, they have walking groups or they have mahjong groups and they literally, Connect. it keeps them, yeah, connection. Yeah, with total strangers though. Yeah, they great. meet total strangers and they just love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what wouldn't I usually tell or people would know? I don't know. I'm Do you a have pr- party tricks? Oh, or like so weird many. Skills? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> How do I choose two? <laughs> Please. Um, oh, the party tricks have got less as I've got older. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know, I don't know. I'm... I still catch up with my mother's group from when Fergus was 10. So <gasps> we've got a lunch cute. on um, the weekend. I don't know. I just do normal stuff. Like... What's your like? You have a favorite food, or do you have a yeah, least favorite food? Yeah, I love I love food? I love pasta, spaghetti bolognese. Oh. I could Ooh. spaghetti bolognese and red wine. You like, could live on. I'm anybody's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, spread that. Yeah. Your poor husband. He's like, don't tell anyone that. Yeah. <laughs> That's my trick. Um, yeah, I don't know really. Uh, Oh, well, they're great. Oh, and that I'm doing my Hawaiian massage. Oh yeah, course. oh I mean, yeah. I don't oh, that's amazing. Tell my sister. Oh, if you ever yeah. need a, you know, a little oh, guinea yeah, pig. To practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so. the very last question, since I love quotes so much, is what's your favourite quote? I'm going. You know what I am going to do. So my dad, which I think I mentioned. Oh, that's before. another really interesting yeah, point. Yeah. So my dad sends us quotes every morning. We get two a morning. It wakes us up. So I'm just going to read you his from today, oh from this my morning. Gosh. I should send him a little quote book. Yeah, a legend. Show him. Yeah. So today's one is, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. Is that Aristotle? No, that is Lao. <gasps> oh. So sometimes they're my dad's own, but also sometimes he looks to the great masters. Sometimes it's original material. <laughs> it's original, not today's. Yeah. But, you know, people love that and now we do it around the office. And Oh, yeah. that's lovely. So, mm. Oh Well, thank you so much. Oh, this was you. absolutely amazing. What a yeah, great fun. chat. Let's, like, keep talking about, you yeah, know, yeah, pyramids gonna, and yes. stuff. <laughs> yes. And I am off for treatment now oh, at the centre, which is just over the road. I'm so excited. Oh, the girls organised it for me. So I'm, like, so ready for Zen. Enjoy. (gasps) Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I definitely did not expect to end up in tears over our mutual brain explosions about humanity, but I loved every single moment of this chat. What an incredible woman. It felt so surreal to meet the brains behind a brand I have adored through so many stages of my life and continue to adore today. As she mentioned, Mel doesn't have an Instagram account. What a legend. But please do share this episode and tag at Indota Spa and myself. And there's a giveaway each week for the best share if you didn't already know. It brings me so much joy to see who's listening and what you're gaining from each episode. So thank you all so much for your love and support. And please keep sharing the yay. Hope you're having an amazing day and a seizing your yay.